Welcome to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, the weekly unique insight into luxury hospitality around the world by those who know it best. Produced by Allmont Global in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide and the ShareCare Health Security Verification Solution and brought to you by JetX, your trusted private aviation partner for travel to Europe and beyond. Karin, how important is design in the whole world of travel and hospitality? Yes, that's an interesting question. I um, think of design as just very functional commodities, but at the same time, everything for me has to have beauty. That's part of the makeup of how we think. But when I think design, I think in terms of very well designed spaces and furniture, not necessarily contemporary or old, but well designed for people. How did you get into the whole design sphere? What did you want to be when you were 10 years old, Karen? I can remember that I suppose I wanted to there were two things that was in my mind. The one was to be a ballet dancer or a tap dancer. And the second one was this weird idea about architecture, which I never really understood. But I always, I was always designing houses in my head. And then I took a long turn through studying literature, English literature and German literature, and ended up as a um, TV announcer then was drawn into the fashion world, which was my first job, a fashion editor here in South Africa and then in New York at Condé Nast. And um, I moved around following my husband who had to move around globally, had children, and then I ended up doing books. I was asked by a publisher to do books on fashion and I said, I don't think books on fashion is going to last that long. I would rather do books on style. And I did that as um, a first venture into away from fashion and into design. I then did two or three books um, for a publisher and was then offered the job of um, editor of El Decoration South Africa, who was owned by a shit in France. So that's where. This is how you got into it. I am fascinated because I'm so worried that hoteliers in the main are very blinkered, Karin, and they don't look outside hotels other than perhaps to travel and tourism. And yet, if we think of um, what you have done, both at Babylon Storen in South Africa and the Newt in UK, you are bringing in so much. You are bringing in the fashion, the fashion of colour, for instance, with your uh, beloved pharaoh and ball-type paint work and that, that those subtle colours of paints. And you are intrigued by, for instance, um, Middlemarch because it's so complex but also so modern. And that's what I see coming out from you, Karin, your association with uh, literature. 
Yes, the literature is a very, very maybe important part of my life. And, you know, sometimes people ask me, why are you in England? And I say, but I grew up in England. I grew up on the literature that I read from very young when it was Enid Blyton to later on when it became George Eliot or Jane Austen or Dickens. So in a, that world is very much established in everything I do and what I see. Um, but I, I am interested in history, but I'm very much interested in the zeitgeist of now. And that's why I'm, I'm always on the lookout for what is happening now. And fashion is a very good... Um, predictor or of that I, I look at fashion because fashion for me is that first step into the unknown and where people can be completely individualistic and we have so much in common, Karin. I started out as a fashion designer, but I didn't get very far. And I am intrigued by the business of fashion right now. I sat next yesterday to two charming fashionistas, probably early 20s, who were wearing the shortest skirts and they had over-the-ankle sneakers, which cost well into four figures, and they were so stunning. And I thought, if only we could marry more fashion into the hotel life into the whole travel life, everybody would smile and everybody would be happy. Can we talk a little bit about the newt? How did the newt start? Had you always wanted to follow Babylon Storen with a second property, Karen? Our lives, our plans are very random. So we, we, bought Babylon Sturen as a weekend getaway. Um, but it was a beautiful farm. It wasn't too badly made up or renovated, so we could take it back to its original form, which was 18th century. But the moment I am in a place like that and my husband, we feel this has to be shared. So you, you just, I don't know, it's just a mindset. Maybe I've always been with magazines. You you share your knowledge, you share what you you experience. So the same was with that, it, it, very much like a magazine. You want to share what you see there. And that's how it sort of evolved into being Babylon's tour. And the same was here. We, I remember when I was early in my marriage, once my husband asked me, where would you like to stand? By that time I had traveled everywhere, lived in New York, lived in Amsterdam. I said, maybe, maybe in a country house in England because of all the literature, but I forgot about it. And then he suddenly, six, seven years ago, said, but he wanted to look at Kent and for apples because he mm. is farming now and he's very interested, grew up on a farm. So we started looking at Kent, but then this house kept on popping up in country life. And I had, the only real countryside that I knew was Somerset because of Bath. So this is how we came here. We thought it would be a getaway. And um, again, living in this beautiful Georgian house, started to think, no, but, this is a place for people to come to, to have the good time we get here out of it. 
So you didn't think of it as a second. Well, I can't call it a hotel. It is a way of life. The newt does go back to the late 17th century as a house, but now it's everything. It's 800 acres. It must be the biggest apple uh, production farm in the whole of the UK with so many hundreds of different kinds of apples. It is a working um, orchard. It's so much more. But you originally thought of it as a private house just for you and your family, Karen? That is how it goes in our life. And I'm a little bit surprised when I look back. How did we get here? Because, But it is a bit of a snowball. Once that snowball starts rolling, you want to offer the best. You want to offer the entertainment that you talk about, where everything works together and you have a sense of your guest, of well-being and, you, you know, the well-being and entertainment and exuberance and sharing, all those things um, are important. I do think now, um, and traveling is very important. I think if we didn't travel so much, we wouldn't have been able to put all of this together. Traveling and maybe having children who I want to come back to wherever we live and they are in their early 30s now so always have them in mind I always have the readership of magazines that I worked on and I always want to have those people come and enjoy as much as I enjoy it. How involved are your children in this? Uh, Yes they are just Obviously, a slightly different age group because they're your children. They're in their early 30s. You are a perennially young 30-ish person. How do their outlooks differ from yours, Karen? Um, they are they are not involved at all. They're not involved with us, but they lo- like to be to visit us. And... Um, my son is a little bit subversive of these ideas, and it's good. I can see he's young and he's creative. It's, it's always slightly edgy, and, um, and that's the same with fashion. Those people that you laugh at at school, they are the ones who are going to be the creatives. And I love those people who are individualistic in what they create. And my daughter is much more normal, and she is a doing TV programs and she but it's she's just very different she's just a warm presence but not um, not part of what we do at all how far can you take the fact that the newt in Somerset is already a way of today's life with the gardens with the uh, bee with the professional bees with the Uh, cider production, with great food, with fabulous uh, shops to go, with things that you really want to buy. Um, How far can you extend this into what's happening in today's life? For instance, have you thought of um, having your own production company on site or having a space that uh, film crews and those producing videos can come and work in and uh, rent I would happily just have a small courtyard and 
water the flipped plants. Um, my husband looks very much into the future and he has enormous energy and he has a great sense of community which um, so when he starts something I reluctantly know that I have to visually oversee it but it's usually reluctantly but in the end I enjoy it I love it I, I love the people I love the energy of what happens after that but it, he, he really he could take it further but maybe it's another direction um, and but it will have to do with farming, producing, um, and doing something which people will enjoy or take part in or whatever. It's it's um, it's really him that thinks of the future. I look at more like directly what is the next year going to be? What are people going to want? But for the moment, we can feel that this is the moment is right for whatever we've done. Now and it takes a long time for something like this to to be established. This is a contrary statement because you are saying it takes a long time, but you are looking one year ahead. Everything's moving so fast. Your husband is incredibly strong in uh, Asia, particularly China. Um, he knows that he has to be so agile. To, to turn on the proverbial London taxi uh, sixpence. Um, do you foresee that you and he will do something in Asia to produce a third uh, concept, Karen? Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, not that he hasn't doubled there, but we realized that this is where we want to be. And this is for us um, what we understand. It's I think it, it's very good to be familiar with with what the surroundings are. And I don't know. We do things because we want to enjoy it. And it's not just a business venture. Maybe the other jobs are business ventures, but this one doesn't make financial sense. <laughs> but it gives pleasure. I'm sure that is something that many people say. They look at what you've done, bringing in the real Hadspen stone to extend the buildings of the Newt. The sheer brilliant design of the, well, um, what do we call them? Overhead garaging for your buggies, which are turned into works of sculptural art. It doesn't make financial sense, but it, it's obviously giving you so much pleasure. Karin, um, whom do you benchmark with for the newt? Um, how do you mean? Whom do you... Do you look at any other places, any other country house hotels? Do you look at what great spas are doing um, around the world? Uh, do, you're looking at what's happening in fashion. Are you looking at what's happening in general trends in life, for instance, the need, more and more need to uh, network today, to uh, think multi-generationally? 
I have to see. For me, it's very important to see. So I do have lots of benchmarks. I do travel to Japan for how hospitality works, how they see their guests. That every single guest who walks into the walk into the, the hotels in Japan feel like a VIP. Karin Roos is co-owner with her husband, Kuz Becker, of Babylon's Doran outside Cape Town and also of the so highly prized The Newton Somerset in England. Both of them are far more than basic hotels. They are many ways of lifestyle as we would really like them to be. The Newt is 800 acres. It has an enormous apple orchard and a cider manufactory. It has gardens that have to be seen to be believed. It has great food. It has two different hotels in it. And it somehow manages to combine heritage with fine arts and design. Karin comes at the design angle through a background in fashion and many other things. She wanted to be a ballet dancer. She's incredibly well read. And all this contributes to making the Newton Somerset an environment that people absolutely love and they want to be part of. Listen to me chatting with Karin Roos now. You've been listening to the Mary Gostelow Girl Ahead podcast, produced by Allmont Global in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide and the ShareCare Health Security Verification Solution, and brought to you by Jetex. Wherever in the world you need to travel, Jetex offers expert solutions and guidance to make seamless global connectivity possible, even in the most challenging times. Join us next week for another exciting insight into the world of luxury travel. And don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about the show.